Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Let's just pop into some questions and let's see what we got. Good job raising your hand. Thank you. Thank you for encouraging me. So, um, should I just share my original answer? Well, let's, let's ask your question first. So remember what your question was that you put in the chat or what you're struggling with? Yes. So I was struggling. I have, I believe that I have figured out very well the belief and all the original questions, but the kind of the new questions, even the new memory, uh, new emotional states, new story, I was struggling with all of it. That makes sense. Um, so, and let's, let's 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 just back. Let's pause for one second. Why do you think you'd be struggling with it? So I have to share my. Which no, hold is on, not, one, but one second, one second. Why? We'll, we'll do that in a second. But I'm just asking you a question first. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you're struggling with it? Uh because it is related with my mother, and I no. I've been harboring a lot. Let me of pause. Let me pause. Hold on. Can you feel, by the way, this is true for you and everybody, you want to get into the story. Yeah. Can you feel that? Okay. I'm going to pause you on that for one second. Okay. We're going to get there, but I want to say something first. Okay. Why are you having trouble? It's not about your mom. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really obvious. I want to highlight this so that the rest of what you share has context. It's going to be so obvious when I say it. Say it. I'm not going to say it yet. Why are you having a hard time? I don't know. Um, That's correct. That is correct. Okay. Now, would you like to know why I think you're having a hard time? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think you're having a hard time because you've never done this shit before. I think this is a brand new thing for you. Is that true? Okay. So Actually, pause. Yeah. pause for one second, but mm-hmm. like creating these stories and these new emotions, all that is what's new. The stuff you're having a hard time with. Is that true? Okay. So before we go into story, I want to highlight something that's very important. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am observing you possibly expecting yourself to have a level of mastery over something you've never done. And I'm wondering how often that shows up for you. All the time. Okay. That is way, way important to acknowledge. Okay. What that tells me is you're used to probably being in situations where you're the most competent person, the most competent, smart person around. You know how to handle your shit. And you can probably have a high capacity for resilience to get through hard things. And you probably have a lot of intelligence and know that you have the general ability to, no matter what comes your way, get through it. Is some version of that directionally accurate? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Where that will mess you up 
is understanding to say, hold on a second. I don't know. This is new. In fact, it's not even, let me bring my prefrontal cortex online for a second. It's not even fair for me to have the same expectations here. To have be, be, be excellent at something I've never done. Now, before you share more about what came up for you, I'm curious specifically about what I just said. Just for that, for one second, what are you doing with what I just said? Um, it hits home. I I feel like I need to apply it and apply it, and and I mean I need to think about it and see it and you know in life because I see it, but I it's gonna help me when I take a step back in many interactions and in life. And uh, it's a relief, essentially. Yes. So let me then ask you one more question, and then let's talk about uh, your history, if you want, for a moment. Okay. How does this approach to having to know everything relate to what you were about to share about your mom? It's absolutely related, yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Tell me why. Why it's related? Yes. Because I did not feel worthy or seen by my mom. So I was trying to be a perfectionist, you know, to make her love me. That's right. So without getting into the story, can you see how we've identified the heart of the matter? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you were a genius. I didn't even know how you, I didn't even. 20,000 hours, 15 years, lots of practice. Wow. Yeah. Or I just, no, you know, actually, you know what? That's not true. I just sat on my meditation pillow and God downloaded it to me and I'm the chosen one. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, I mean, I'm kidding. It never helps. No, I mean, no, I'm, wow. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. The idea, but the idea is, is that what presents in this very moment, right, is a story, which can be valuable. But what we want to work on is the heart of the matter. And the heart of the matter is you not knowing how to say, I don't know. Because you had to know. Yeah. And you did a really good job knowing a lot of things. And now what you're going to know is what to do when you don't know what to do. Because if you don't know what to do, but you know what to do when you don't know what to do, then you'll know what to do. And then you cannot know a lot more. And that's called growth. Wow. So what are you doing with what I'm saying? Mm, I'm just thinking how that needing to know and trying to be perfect, how it shaped all my life. And by the way, I hope, and if it's not happening yet, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I hope you can start to find appreciation for that part. See, what we do sometimes is we identify a part and then we beat the shit out of it. We're like, yeah. The problem, but oh, another part. Look at the part that likes to shame all the other parts. A little shamer, right? Oh, you ever seen uh, Game of Thrones? No. There's a scene where um, this like queen who's all powerful like get loses all her power. Named Cersei, and she like walks through the street. And there's like these nuns. They're like yelling like shame. Like it's really like this like really intense scene. And like this like if you a Game of Thrones fan, you know what I'm talking about. And I feel like we all have this part, and I imagine it's like an inner nun. It's just like, shame on you for procrastinating. Shame on you for perfectionism. Sh- doing the shame walk, right? And it's like, 
actually, now we actually found a more important part to find and to love up on, which is that shame part. Because that shame part is the trying to get it right part, which is actually what's driving the perfectionism. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? So it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I want to get it right because if I don't get it right, I get this part that comes up and basically just like shames me. Yeah. What I need to do to move forward is to love that shamed part because my mom couldn't, lots of people couldn't, but like, whoa, shame. Thank you for trying to get it right. (laughs) Thank you for trying to get me to say it the right way. Thank you for trying to keep me connected. Thank you for trying to keep me out of trouble. Mm. What's happening for you as I say that? I'm actually thinking that I kind of, I'm in the process right now to dealing with it. But the the stuff that I initially wanted to talk about, it's kind of much deeper. Not deeper, but might be harder to address because it's, more like maybe actually I'm thinking that it, that trying to be perfect really got me in trouble because that brings me to the other thing that I initially wanted to talk about which is like loneliness and lone wolfing and I'm like thinking oh my god let's do something quick because all my life I guess it's the shamer part. I screwed up, so let's now fix it as soon as possible, which is, you know, I guess the the part that wants to know. So it's all like struggling in my head, all those parts, I guess. Because I'm like, I want to know. I need to know right now what to do. I can't be in the wrong, you know, the rest of my life. Well, for the part of you that needs to know what to do right now, the answer is to turn towards the part that needs to know. Where do you feel that part in your body? I think it's a strong desire in my heart, probably. Mm-hmm. And how old does that part think you are? How old? Oh. That's interesting. Huh? Maybe. Um... Uh... I want to say twenty. And what happens if that part doesn't know what to do? The shamer part comes in. Oh. See, this is I love. This is the shit I love. Right, we get to the heart of the matter, and she's like, "Actually, there's this other deeper part that might be harder," and we're right back to where we started. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So what we want to focus on is, and I'm going to say this, and I don't mean this literally, but I'm speaking to the part that feels the shame. Mm-hmm. Okay. We want to make it safe to live a shameful life for that part. Because I could reframe it and go, well, it's not shameful. It's this, it's healthy. It's that you learn this in childhood, but for that part of you, it's still going to feel like it's shameful. Even if we reframe. Yeah. Parts don't want reframing. They want acknowledgement. Hmm. And what I will tell you is that I think it's like, I think it's like a, a way to hurt yourself more if you try to assume that this happened for a reason. 
I, I think that's a way of hurting yourself more. Like something yeah. had to happen. There's a reason why this happened. What if there's no reason why this happened, but you can find purpose from what happened? But then I can't reframe the original incident if exactly. I can't. Exactly. And then what? Because here's the thing. like Trauma is not a lesson. Trauma is not a gift. Trauma is not something you decided to have before you got here. Trauma happens. And what you do with the trauma you've been through, that's where your choice is. And that's where you can find purpose. So finding purpose from trauma is different than finding the purpose of the trauma. Hmm. Those prepositions matter from and of. If I if there's a purpose of this trauma, this there's, there's a purpose there's why this happened to me. Now I'm gonna assign a meaning to God or to humanity or to my soul before birth or some shit like that. I'm going through this for a reason. But if you are, trauma happens. But if you can find purpose from the trauma, mm-hmm. you can find a purpose for the trauma. Something happened to you, and now I'm going to use it for this growth potential. I'm going to use it for this healing thing. I'm going to use it to become more compassionate. That's the reframing that we want to focus on. Okay. Because why did it happen to you? I don't know. It's impossible to say that. And I'm not going to sit here and go, yeah, some, some, your soul chose it before you were born. Like, I don't know about that. Maybe. I don't know. What I found is when you talk about someone like Viktor Frankl, who was in Auschwitz, and lost most of his family and he's in the worst of the worst. You know, what got him through was realizing, oh my God, when I survived this, which is a positive, I mean, who knows if he was actually going to survive at the time, but he imagined himself helping others with what he was going through right now. Not this happened and my soul chose it to be here, but no, 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 no. Right. It's now that I'm here and I'm in this situation, imagine all the good I can do with this knowledge which is different than my soul chose to be in Auschwitz or some shit like that, which is just so ridiculous. Okay. That part, I feel like I applied raising my son differently. However, I'm still struggling and it might be not necessary how to forgive my mother or. We're not on forgiveness right now. Okay. So that's not what we're on. What we're on is what we're on is living a shameful life. (laughs) go do all that shameful stuff notice think about this right think about the stuff you feel ashamed of right when you don't get quite right it's probably stuff you care about most like have you ever shamed yourself for taking out the trash the wrong way yeah (laughs) okay you must care about that have you ever shamed yourself what's something that you've never shamed yourself for that would be obvious like drinking water or like something really basic yeah. Okay. So, so you've never shamed yourself for drinking a glass of water. Okay. But the things you probably care about, orderliness, tidiness, things like that, relationships, the things that matter to you, you probably shame yourself for. Mm-hmm. Right? But then that stops you from doing things in those areas, doesn't it? So the only option is to go live a shameful life for that part. It's not the fact that you feel the shame that's the problem. The problem is that you stop. When you feel shame. Okay. See, if we could help you improve your relationship to that emotion, you'll know what to do. You think that you shouldn't feel shame. Yeah. And what I'm saying is that part of you should be there and probably will feel shame. And we're going to go do all those shameful things. 
like what? Mm, I can't think of it because I'm still in the you know other parts and uh, processing what you said, so I kind of can't think of the you know little things of life. But hmm. it's interesting because I I feel like it'd be really easy for you to think about the things you shame yourself for. If what? How many things do you shame yourself for? Getting wrong, not doing perfectly. How many things? Probably shit on a daily basis. Um, I feel like I stopped at some point. I forced myself to stop. Except for today when you couldn't figure out the answer. Yeah. <laughs> but what I mean, like with the little things of life, I stopped, but the big things that are really important. I didn't say little things. I said the shameful things. Yeah. What are the things you shame yourself for? Not getting what right? Relationships, money, what? Health. Relationships, not finding the right job. Yeah. So, like, let's go do shameful things in those areas. And I'm only speaking to that part. I don't mean literally go shame yourself. But the part of you will feel shame. Like, for me, it always feels like no one will be there. So I think about like, what are the things that I'm worried about no one showing up for? It's like marketing events, coaching calls, social media, whatever, right? Like the most important things. I'm not like, oh my God, there's nobody that's going to show up to my shower. Like I don't want anyone to show up to my shower, <laughs> right? I've never once worried about that, right? But the things where that really kicks in are the areas that mean the most. And so where we have high vulnerability, we have high shame in your case. Mm. So when we say go live a shameful life, what I'm really saying is go do the things you care about most. If the price of freedom is to make friends with shame, I bet that's a very cheap price compared to what you've already paid. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it is relatively simple. And I bet as you get into the program, what's the opposite of shame? I guess being proud of myself. Yeah. I bet that some version of that emotion will emerge as your purpose emotions as you get into modules four and five. Okay. Usually the thing that we're going for contains the opposite emotional content of what we're coming from. So if we're coming from shame, we're going towards being proud or some version of that. Okay. And that's where we get inner conflict. I want to do things that make me feel proud of myself, but I feel this shame. Welcome to the land of ambivalence and inner conflict, which is predictable in every journey. And now I get to bring that to the program. And now I get to create corrective emotional experiences that help me feel proud of myself, even when I feel shame. Mm-hmm. Another way to put it is when you talk about new thoughts and behaviors, make a list of all the shit that you felt shameful of. And flip it upside down and say, my goal is to feel proud of myself in this scenario. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Are you breathing? I stopped for a second. <laughs> I'm breathing. Yeah. So does that answer your Thank question? Thank you so much. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Let's hear from y'all. So good. Thank you. So good. I love this shit. This is like so fun. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information 
to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this and hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.